Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the gospel reading that you heard just a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Merry Christmas! How are you feeling today? For the past, uh, I don't know, nine months or so, our, our life has been quite different. I don't think that any of you watching this have ever experienced anything like this in your life before. There are plenty of words that we can use to describe our feelings in our current circumstances. And you may be feeling anxious or fearful, concerned that we are living in these unprecedented times. Maybe you're feeling that life is really difficult and challenging or a, a, a big struggle sometimes. Maybe these times are trying and stressful because of all of the uncertainty. Or maybe you just refer to your current life as the new normal. I mean, what this pandemic has done for you is has made you experience a new normal and maybe every day is a new normal for you every day you're getting used to something going through something that you haven't experienced before that wasn't there the day prior for many of you you're going through these new normals inside and outside of this pandemic even I mean, some of you have very recently experienced the loss of a loved one, and, and this is your first Christmas without them. And some of you are remembering loved ones who have passed away around this Christmas season, or you are just missing those loved ones and the memories that you shared, missing them today. All of us are experiencing Christmas a, a little differently I mean, think about that song that we just sang, Come on, Ring Those Bells, spending lots of time with our family. Not like we used to in person. All of us experiencing Christmas differently this year. So this new normal that we have is Christmas online. Buying or making dinner for family and distributing it out for them. Or having everyone make a, a different part of the meal and then swapping all in order to get together and share a Christmas meal on Zoom, or opening presents over FaceTime, or whatever it might be for you. Today's word that I'm going to use is inconvenience. So much of what we've been experiencing can be described as inconvenient, because inconvenience is defined as an inconvenient circumstance or thing, something that causes discomfort, trouble, etc. And inconvenient is untimely, it's inopportune, it's annoying. I mean, you can think about some of these untimely circumstances, like a few weeks ago when they stopped selling non-essential items in stores to try and prevent people from going out less. Just as you were getting everything ready for Christmas, and then you weren't allowed to buy gift bags and wrapping paper and greeting cards. That inopportune time lasted for a while, but thankfully we were allowed to buy some of those things just before Christmas. 
Or when you're told that you're not able to gather together with anyone outside of your household, in your house. That meant you couldn't celebrate Christmas this year like you hoped. There's a, a level of discomfort with following the rules because being with the ones you love is a comforting thing during Christmas. Especially if someone is missing this year because of the death of a loved one during Christmas is, it's also inconvenient. And this Christmas might be a Christmas of inconvenience for you. You might view COVID, this pandemic, as an inconvenience in our world, in your life. But here's something I want you to know today. Inconveniences have consequences. Think about it. By staying home, by not worshiping here with us in person, by you not gathering together with family, celebrating the birth of Christ with people only in your household, you're inconveniencing yourself. And sure, it's not fun. It's not ideal. It can be annoying and troubling. But the consequences for obeying what have been laid out for us are that you're keeping yourself safer. You're keeping your loved ones safer. And you're keeping your neighbor safer. The measures you are taking to keep your distance, to stay at home when you can, to not gather in large groups, has inconvenienced our lives. But we do it out of love for our brothers and sisters. And as this picture says, it might just save someone's life. And that makes any inconvenience worth it. Because remember, inconveniences have consequences. And they're not all bad. Now let's get back to over 2,000 years ago. To a virgin Mary, who was engaged to be married to a man, Joseph. Which meant that they were as good as married back then. And she was found to be with child. Being a pregnant virgin is probably something that causes discomfort, trouble, because it's unheard of, especially when those who find out you're pregnant aren't going to imagine that you're still a virgin. And that's why Joseph thought to divorce her quietly, because the punishment would have been death for Mary if she had been found guilty of adultery. And it certainly wasn't Joseph's baby. But Joseph was an honorable man and didn't want to do that. So he was going to put them both through the inconvenience of divorce in order to protect Mary. That's when the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph to tell him that the baby in Mary's womb wasn't some other guy's. It was the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And that meant he was going to be the savior of the world, and he needed to give him a proper name. You shall call him Jesus, which means the Lord saves because he will save his people from their sins. And he was going to have another name that Isaiah had prophesied about, and that was the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Because the only way for God to save mankind was to be man himself. 
And now Mary and Joseph were going to have to go through the inconvenience of Mary being pregnant when they're only engaged. And then they're going to have to see Joseph's relatives since his family was going to have to go to Bethlehem for the census. But you know who never saw any of this as inconvenient? Mary. She was willing to do it. She saw herself as the Lord's servant. And now she would serve the Lord by delivering him. She didn't complain, at least as it's recorded. And we see plenty of complaining in the Bible. Joseph didn't complain either, at least after the angel appeared to him. Then again, we don't really know what he was thinking when he, he planned to divorce her quietly. And who knows what kind of whispers were happening at this time, and who knows what his family was saying about them. And they were probably going to find out what his family was saying once they got to Bethlehem, because they were probably planning to stay with some of Joseph's relatives. But it seems like some of Joseph's other family beat him there, because there was no room for them in the inn. Or we would also translate that word in as guest room. The guest room was already taken. And so Mary and Joseph were left to have a room that the animals were kept in. Now we like the, the picture of cave, of a cave or a stable where Jesus was born. But it's also possible that Jesus was delivered in a house that we might compare to I don't know, like an unfinished basement or, or even the garage. Whatever it was, cave, stable, house, there were animals there. Because Jesus was wrapped in swaddling cloths and placed in a manger. And a manger is a feeding trough. Certainly an inconvenient birth. Mary inconvenienced herself by delivering Jesus amidst the animals, placing him in a manger, and now he would deliver her and the entire world. Because inconveniences have consequences. If only that were the end of Jesus' inconveniences. In fact, they were only the beginning. When we go back to the definition of inconvenience, we see it as something that causes discomfort, trouble, and so on. The life of Jesus's that's recorded in the Gospels could be seen as one that caused discomfort, trouble, and much more for him. In the Gospel reading from John that you heard, Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through him, Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. The creator of the world, the creator of all people, came to be with his people, Emmanuel, and his own people rejected him. Most of them, at least. Jesus being born only brought trouble upon him. And that's exactly how God planned it. Because you see, when Adam and Eve sinned, they chose to reject God's perfect world for them in the garden. They chose to, to take their own path. 
And that path led them into sin. And the consequences for their sin have affected all of us. As we are now all conceived in sin and born sinful human beings, and we have this sinful nature which causes us to sin naturally. And so we give into temptation. We lie. We cheat. We steal. We are selfish. We're greedy. We hate. We don't love God with our whole heart. And we don't love our neighbors as ourselves. And we don't look out for them. We love ourselves. And we only look out for ourselves. That's why this pandemic has made life inconvenient for many people. Because it means you have to be less selfish which is also probably why you have plenty of people not following the regulations. Because we don't like someone telling us what to do. Don't eat this fruit. Only eat this fruit. Stay at home. Don't go out. Keep your distance. Wear your mask. No thanks. Those rules didn't work for Adam and Eve. Doesn't work for me either. Rules are meant to be broken. It's in our nature. But in breaking God's rules, his commands, by sinning, there are consequences. The same consequences that Adam and Eve faced. And I don't just mean the inconvenience of pains in childbirth and the labor of working this earth. I mean death. We deserve death. But not just physical death, eternal death. We deserve to suffer for all eternity in hell. Yet as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God promised the Savior who would save his people from their sins, who would save his people from death, one who would crush Satan's head. But he would suffer as well. A heel strike, a non-fatal yet harmful blow. And we see that happen during Holy Week. Jesus went through the inconvenience of being betrayed, Rejected, denied, beaten, mocked, flogged, a crown of thorns placed on his head, and he was nailed to a cross where he eventually bowed his head, gave up his spirit, and died. His death is inconvenient, but not for us. It brings trouble for Satan. Jesus' death is Satan's heel strike. It's a non-fatal yet still harmful blow. It seems fatal, but the sinless Son of God does not stay dead. His death is Satan's head-crushing blow. And his resurrection from the dead proves it. His resurrection proves that he is Jesus, he is the Lord, and he saves his people from their sins, from death And from hell. His resurrection is the victory that brings forgiveness and salvation to all who believe. By Jesus inconveniencing himself and becoming obedient, obedient to death, even death on the cross, he has saved many lives. And to Jesus, his inconvenience was worth it because saving your life is always worth it to him. Because there's nothing more important than you. He loves you more than you could ever know. That's why he gave up his life for you. 
because he wants to spend forever with you in paradise. And Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit to give us the gift of faith, to believe that he is Emmanuel, God with us, the God who saves, so that you will one day see him face to face, along with all of those other loved ones who have gone before you in faith. And so on Christmas, as we celebrate the inconvenient yet perfect birth of our Savior, amidst our many inconveniences, and as we think about our journey in life and the inconveniences still to come, they do not compare to what Christ went through for us. But he went through them so that he could identify with us in our inconveniences, in our sins, in our struggles, in our temptations. And he went through them to give us everything that we don't deserve. Inconveniences have consequences. Jesus' inconveniences bring us the best kind of consequences. Forgiveness and eternal life. And that's what Christmas is all about. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.